Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Cauley Rowland is our very special guest, wonderful actress, director, writer, and today we'll be talking about her podcast series. It is a must listen to, and she is the host and producer of a new series called Marginalized Murder, The Case of the 51, and I'll tell you what, this is a serial killing mystery that has gripped so many people. She does just wonderful work on it. And right away, let's dive in and find out from Cauley all about the case. Cauley, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Doing great. And before we get into the podcast, can you give us a quick overview on the case? And I think a lot of people on the East Coast, they may have heard of it, but just kind of in passing, I think your podcast is going to bring much needed attention to this. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, it's interesting because I think for the most part, people don't know about this case, despite the fact that it is presumed to be the largest active serial murder mystery in the country today. Out of 51 known victims, only one of the cases has been solved. Uh, this is a story that spans uh, from 2001 up until 2018, involving at least 51 women who were strangled to death across the south and west side of Chicago. Um, what's even more fascinating about this murder mystery is that it's not your average story. I say that because the only reason these cases were connected is because of a man named Thomas Hargrove and his unique algorithm that sounded the alarm on this cluster. The algorithm, it's, it's really fascinating. I've never heard anything like it. It finds clusters of serial murder activity throughout the country. Chicago's cluster is the largest cluster. And so I heard about this story two years ago, and I decided I, I can't believe this is not national news, and I have to investigate it, and here we are today. Just amazing when you talk about that many lives being effective. And by the way, when I ask this, I'm asking this with the greatest respect because so many people that lose their life to serial killers have this dynamic there. Are there sex workers involved in the victims? Are these primarily sex workers? Are there some sex workers or are there no sex workers? Yeah, that's a great question and a really astute point. So the primary, um, I would say, background of these women is more high-risk lifestyles, not all of them. Not all of them were sex workers. Not all of them were addicts. So I would say some um, to upwards of many uh, had these high-risk lifestyles and made them more opportunistic killings, if you will. And there is, like you said, there is that connection, sadly. And I think there is that connection because it makes them easier targets for these types of predators. 
Yeah. And, you know, we have a case here, not to get into that now, but on Long Island, where I'm from, and again, it's all sex workers that are missing. And I always say if if it was Marsha Jan or Cindy or the cheerleaders, I mean, the people would be out there with pitchforks and torches demanding things to be happening. But, you know, here, when there's people living, you know, on the edge, people seem to close their eyes and it's terrible. Let me just remind folks that are just tuning in or just turning on their radios, Carly Rowland is the host and producer of the new podcast series, Marginalized Murder, The Case of the 51. And she's exploring the largest active serial murder mystery in the country. Let's talk about the series. Let's talk about the podcast. Thank you for doing this. And just give us a kind of an overview on what you're taking on from the get-go. Yeah, so, you know, my background is primarily as an actress, but I'm also a writer, and I found out about this story two years ago, and as a woman who's uh, experienced what it's like to lose a loved one violently and tragically, I have tremendous empathy for these victims and their family members, and so when I found out about the story, I said, this is my calling to tell this story, to hopefully use the podcast as a platform for reform and change. I'm I'm actually working with community activists currently to get legislative changes around these types of cases. Uh, This is the largest active murder mystery in the country, and people don't know about it. They know about victims like Gabby Petito. Um, They know about victims, as you said, the, the women or the folks who are, you know, not on the fringes. But I'm here to say that we're all human. And at the end of the day, if we don't care for our fellow brothers and sisters, these types of predators have more reign and freedom to continue doing what they're doing. And so it's a cycle. Um, And getting this story out there is important. And hopefully it makes national news. Coley, are you getting any outreach from the victims' families? Absolutely, yes. Um, A ton. And in fact, in the podcast, I speak very intimately with one of the victim's family members, Dr. Sharon Pritchett, and her young, her oldest sister was strangled to death back in 2001, Gwendolyn Williams. Uh, her case is most tragic because there was a DNA match uh, to a perpetrator. However, the DA refused to prosecute, and that man is still out there. He's still free. Um, and so... On top of Dr. Sharon Pritchett, I talked to a couple other victims' family members, and you really get to hear their stories and how much these cases have impacted their lives. There's 51 murders out there, and only one has been solved. And again, I've got a great deal of respect for our law enforcement and look people who work in and around law enforcement. But as you know, there's weak links everywhere you look in any profession. And when you come down to it, do you think the police are doing everything that they could be doing in this case? Or do you think that you're and do you hope that your podcast series leads to more evidence coming out, more of a focus coming on to put pressure on law enforcement to do something more? Yeah, Um, I'm going to preface by agreeing and saying with you that I, too, support law enforcement, and I know that they're doing everything they can in Chicago. You know, Chicago has an extremely high violent crime rate. Uh, It is the murder capital, or it was the murder capital of the country at one time and the world another time. I believe that, you know, as these murders were happening, these cases went completely unconnected for a variety of reasons. Do I believe all of the cases were investigated properly back then? 
No, I do not. No, I do not. Do I believe that now they are really trying their best to kind of resolve what's happened? I do. I think that in the last couple of years, the pressure has been put on them. Um, And hopefully we put a little bit more pressure on them, right? And hopefully maybe even listeners, but crazier things have happened. Listeners might know something might have heard something, might have resources, and, and you're welcome to reach out to me on Instagram or wherever, you know, if they're if you're a lawyer or if you're someone who feels like you have resources to help these victims, the more the merrier. Um, anything really helps because, again, people and family members are, are desperately seeking answers. Only one of these cases has been closed. One. That's a 1%, actually lower than 1% clearance rate. That's that's nothing. So if we can even just get a lead beyond what we know, that would be huge. Kali, congratulations, not only on a new series, but on your whole career. It's just been wonderful work all throughout. Quickly give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along. Yeah, please feel free outside of tuning into this podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at official Carly Roland. I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I don't have Twitter or anything else like That's that. Great. But you can follow me. You can message me. Um, I'm, I'm very responsive. Carly Roland, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on your show this morning. Carly Roland, everyone, host and producer of the new podcast series, Marginalized Murder, the case of the 51, exploring the largest active serial murder mystery in the country, in and around Chicago, 51 murders. Imagine that. I mean, 51 murders. We've done a lot of work here on murder mysteries ourselves. And when you talk about 10 to 16, it's breathtaking that 10 to 16 people can be ignored. 51 people. And by the way, now there's no more ignoring. I think after our second LISC series, people have taken it seriously. And with the election in Suffolk County of Ray Tierney, there's no more ignoring it. They're getting closer and closer every day. And something that was dormant for 10 years and was ridiculously, obviously ignored for 10 years and being taken very seriously now. And that's because of the DA, the election of the new DA. And that's Ray Tierney, the commissioner. Uh, Rodney Harrison, a police commissioner in Suffolk County, certainly deserves a lot of credit as well. What Carly Rowland is doing is, I guess, similar to what we were doing, but she's got a much bigger case. You have 51 people, 51, and I'm assuming mostly women, and, you know, a lot of sex workers in there, it sounds like it, and people that, you know, kind of live on the edge a bit. But that being said, there's no excuse for something not being explored to its fullest extent. I'm certainly pro-law enforcement, but wow, 51 murders unsolved. Good for her. Carly Rowland has been our very special guest. Marginalized Murder, the case of the 51 is her podcast. Tune into it. Check it out. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. The guy they're going to name Wednesday after, or they're going to change the name of Wednesday for, because it is all about Josh Gates. He's got three back-to-back shows, and they're all terrific. Adventure Explorer Josh Gates officially owns Wednesday nights beginning tonight. You could check it out. You could see Expedition Unknown, Expedition X, 
and the Josh Gates tonight. It's all there right in front of you. You got to check it out. Every Wednesday, you can check them out on Discovery. Josh Gates, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. You got to feel good about this, right? You got a whole night dedicated to you. It's a big responsibility. They've, they've given me the keys to Wednesday night. I'm going to try to not screw it up. And uh, we're really excited about it. You know, we, we, uh, we're, we're back with all new episodes of Expedition Unknown. We're taking our viewers around the world, exploring incredible mysteries. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a great season. We, we're kicking it off with um, secret Nazi tunnels in Poland. We're going to be looking for Wild West treasure this season and vanished aircraft and all sorts of incredible things. So we're, we're excited for folks to join us on the adventure. Do you ever feel like a juggler? Right, you're juggling a whole bunch of different things and a whole bunch of different responses. Yes, I, I feel like a guy with the plates. I'm spinning a lot of plates, and sometimes they fall to the ground. But I try to keep, I try to keep them up there. This is cool. We've had you before. I know a lot about your career, and also I've got an advantage for those who don't. I've got to believe that you're the type. You're not a specialist. I'm not a specialist either. And I know this is like a world of specialists and everyone doing exactly one thing at a time. But you do a lot of things and you do a lot of things well, and you seem like that's just part of your nature. Again, I'm like that. I shouldn't speak for you, but am I hitting the nail on the head? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who, who grew up with a real love of adventure and travel, right? I, I grew up watching Indiana Jones and the Goonies and just loved the idea of these mysteries and legends and archaeology out there. And went to school for archaeology, but also for for acting and performing and writing. I have a real interest in in the arts. And so this job kind of combines both of those things. And so I, I have an opportunity now to take viewers on these incredible adventures around the world and to introduce them to real specialists, you know, the, the real people that are out there in these jungles, in these deserts, in these ruins that are doing this remarkable work and to bring our viewers along for the ride to meet those folks and to, and to have a real, real adventure. I'm a traveler as well, and that's one of the reasons I appreciate your traveling. I've been to almost 60 countries, all from wow. the United States and six continents. Traveling, it takes a lot out of you. I watch what you do, and you get into the nitty-gritty. You're always bringing your A-game to all of this. And I imagine at this point when people say, hey, what can I do to see your work? All you got to do, and again, I said it started out saying this, just tune in Wednesday to see me in action, right? It's everything there. <laughs> Do you got a favorite of the things you do, or does it depend on the time? I imagine the travel and the adventure is the most exciting. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I love um, hosting Expedition Unknown. I love traveling around the world. As I said, this season, we're just digging into some just awesome stories. But I also love doing the talk show. You know, we do this talk show um, afterwards at, uh, at 10, and, and that's an incredible opportunity to sit down with really interesting people. Um, you know, Evangeline Lilly from Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be on um, on the premiere show tonight. Joey Pantoliano from uh, Goonies and Sopranos is on. So, I mean, it's such a kick to get to talk to those people. Uh, so I love all of it. But yeah, I think I'm most in my element when I'm out in the world traveling. I want to congratulate you, not only on your past work and all that, but having a day dedicated to you wow i mean is this something that's been in the works for a while i guess it makes it easier for discovery too right i mean even on the promo you know, don't have to split it up they have the josh gage fans <laughs> like me tuned in already and we just got to kind of stay tuned in they just got to keep us one uh, yeah i mean yeah look one of the challenges with expedition unknown is that it takes a while to make because we have to travel all over the world to 
to film it. And so we've, we've been able to put together a whole run of episodes now. Um, we've got 14 new shows that we're coming back with. And so um, it's just an opportunity to have a night where people can, you know, get out of their comfort zone and, and, and have an adventure, really um, go out into the world and, and um, take a night and just um, have fun and have an adventure with us. So we're, we're really excited that it's this whole night because, it, as I said, I think it's a great escape. No doubt about it. It's hard to believe you'd have time to have anything else to add. But can you tell us anything else that's going on in your life that we didn't touch on? Or is it kind of all encompassed on the Wednesday nights? You know, fill us in. And before you go, please give us your website, social media site, and any kind of... Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, Wednesday, when, Wednesday's, the, uh, Wednesday's the bulk of it all. So Expedition Unknown comes on first. Then Expedition X, which is our sister show, which deals with you know, kind of stranger um, mysteries, cryptozoology, paranormal, things like that. Uh, and then I'll have a new series that's coming out uh, later this year called Tales from the Explorers Club, which uh, is an amazing um, organization uh, based out of New York. It's a, a club dedicated to exploration and field science, and we're going to be telling some stories of their most heroic expeditions and their most interesting members, and so I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, and folks can learn more. They can go to joshuagates.com. I'm on uh, Instagram at Gatesygram or on Twitter at Joshua Gates. Listen, great job on everything. I'll be tuning in tonight and every Wednesday, and we'll urge everyone else to do the same as we let you go. Josh, congrats on everything. Congrats on Wednesday night being yours. Thanks so much, man. Great talking to you again. Josh Gates, everyone. Tonight is Wednesday. And it's an action-packed night, and you know the three shows that he does. And the talk show, terrific job to have, uh, very exciting for him, and he, he does it well. You know, congrats to him. He's got a whole night, and all the shows are packed in. It's smart for them to do it. What are they going to do? Say, oh, check out Josh Gates on this night, and this night, and, the, you know, it's smart. Just put it all in the same, you know, category. Put it all in a nutshell, and it's all about Wednesday night. Frank McKay signing off. Josh Gates has been our very special guest, adventurer, traveler, show host. And check out his Wednesday nights on Discovery. It's all Josh Gates. It's all about Josh Gates. And if you want to see him, just check him out one Wednesday. And if you don't like him, you don't have to tune back in, but you will. Trust me. Frank McKay signing off. Josh Gates has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. And this Monday on TNT, you have to tune in. Girls Gone Wild Exposed and the director of Rich and Shameless, the episode you'll be watching on Monday, revealing the ugly truth behind Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis is with us. Katinka Blackford Newman is absolutely wonderful. Locked up abroad. I think that's what I saw years ago. It was just absolutely gripping and she did a bunch of episodes of that and I just thought her work was wonderful here as well. Without further ado, let me bring on Katinka. Katinka, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. The last time I heard Joe Francis was down in Mexico somewhere, and he wasn't necessarily officially hiding out there. I don't know what he was doing, but he was certainly staying out of the public eye, at least as far as America goes. Is that still the case? Yeah, I mean, he's a fugitive, so um, he's evading justice. If he comes back to the States, he'd be arrested. 
So uh, that's the reason that he is in Mexico. Yeah. Do we know exactly where in Mexico? Is there any way to reach for him? Can the American government, and I don't know what the deal is with America and, and Mexico, but is there anything that they can do to reach over and get him? No, they can't, because there is no extradition treaty um, for those particular charges. The charges that he was uh, last charged with are not serious enough um, for an extradition for him to be extradited. Um, so they were assault and, and battery charges, uh, and that's not serious enough to be extradited. Uh, so he's in uh, Puerto Mita in Mexico. He has a, a very large villa there that... Um, you can go and stay at, but it'll cost you $40,000 a night. I've got to believe he's fine financially, right? I mean, he's made a fortune off of these tapes and everything else that's connected to Girls Gone Wild. How wealthy is this guy? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. I know that, that he was making a hundred, that Girls Gone Wild was, at its height, was making $100 million a year. Um, he has uh, a private jet. Uh, he has a huge villa in Mexico. But uh, towards the end of uh, the Girls Gone Wild Empire, I, I understand that he would have lost quite a lot of money. I mean, he, he lost uh, a substantial amount of, of money to Steve Wynn, who he libeled um, and had to pay a huge amount of money to. Um, so... Uh, I'm sure that, uh, I don't know this, but I would imagine that he might have got quite a lot of money out of, um, once he once he fled from the U.S. I, I, and I don't think anybody knows how much money he has now. I don't want to spoil Monday, so kind of let us know if I'm asking a question that spoils. I want everybody to watch and so forth. But if you can, share with us what you think his overall plan is. Do you think he just expects to stay in Mexico? Does he have a plan to go elsewhere? Will he just travel freely? He's got a private jet and tons of money. I can't imagine too much is there to stop him as long as he stays out of American law enforcement's hands and he doesn't go on American soil. He can pretty much go anywhere he wants. Yeah, well, I mean, he is somebody who is, is you know, I, I don't really know what he's up to now. He's lost everything. Um, the film uh, without giving too much away, but it begins with a chilling audio recording of him beating up his wife and the mother of his two children, who is now fighting for custody of the children. The children are with her. She's in hiding. Um, so he has lost his relationship. Um, he is estranged from his family. I mean, his own parents have taken out a restraining order against him because he, um, tr he tried to beat up his mum and his sister. And... Um, have very much at all in terms of relationships um, with, the, with, with his nearest and dearest. So I have no idea what he's doing in Mexico and what his plans are. Uh, the film is really an expose of the kind of person that he is and what went on um, in, his, in, in the days of Girls Gone Wild and how he got away with it. And the way that he got away with it was that he was given a free pass by the um, the, the entertainment industry by the celebrities that he hung out with uh, and it really throws into question the integrity of people like the Kardashians um, who have, have been his friends and continue to be his friends even though he was, had served a jail sentence quite early on in his career for 
uh, child pornography, racketeering, and so on and so forth, all been facing charges for, for those things. Um, so uh, those are, are the sort of questions that that uh, we look at in the documentary. And of course, we talked to quite a lot of the people, the women whose lives were ruined um, by Joe Francis and girls, and while girls were uh, blind drunk and persuaded to um, sign complex legal contracts giving Joe Francis and girls gone wild the right to um, show these sex tapes that they were persuaded to take part in and to sell those sex tapes on the internet. He allegedly raped somebody uh, and there are multiple instances where he um, beat up women. Katinka, you mentioned the Kardashians still maintaining a friendship with them. And, you know, I'm sure there are others that are just looking the other way. Is there anyone notable that has walked away from him that's notable because of celebrity or because of closeness and relation to him? Is there anyone you could point to us that have completely walked away on moral reasons or ethical reasons? I wish I could give you that name, but... Now, we, we approached a hundred of his celebrity friends. Nobody wanted to take part in the program. Nobody would publicly denounce him. So um, it, it, it's uh, really disappointing that nobody has, has stood up and, and said, look, this is just outrageous and this, this um, man doesn't deserve our friendship. Um, so it's highly disappointing. No question about that. Uh, if there's anything else you want to leave us with before you go, I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. And also, if you can, give us a website or a social media site where people can follow along with what you're doing. Uh, well, um, just to say that I really hope that the, that the film uh, will encourage other survivors of shameful and abusive behavior to have the courage to speak up, however rich or famous their abusers are. You know, the real heroes of, of the film, are the, the, there are three women um, who bravely share their story uh, to stop it happening to others. And they were prepared to talk about things that were deeply embarrassing for the greater good. And uh, if people want to follow my work, um, my website is uh, com. Katinka, congratulations. We'll be watching Monday. Great work over the years and lots in the future, I'm sure. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Katinka Blackford Newman, everyone. She's a filmmaker, director, and her latest could be seen a couple days from now. You'll be able to see it beyond that. Rich and Shameless and episodes revealing the ugly truth behind Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis. Yeah, Katinka Blackford Newman is the director of this. And yeah, he's controversial character and the sexual assault accusations are obviously beyond disturbing and he is a fugitive from justice and you won't be seeing him in america but again when you have your own jet and you have a tremendous amount of money you're not shackled to anything frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on breaking it down in many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Leland Viterte. What a wonderful job he does every step of the way, and you can see him nightly. 
And again, we've been watching him for years on different venues, but this is just a great spot for him. You can see him 8 o'clock Eastern. He's just absolutely wonderful. Everything that this man does, I could watch. He gets into some heavy stuff. But anyway, of course, the show is on balance, and he just got back from Texas, and so many heavy things go there. Leland, how are you? Frank, you've been listening to my mother and reading the press releases too much. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you've got to hear it a lot. You do a fantastic job, and you cover a lot of range. And recently, you know, you had to cover something that was unbelievably sad. I'd say, boy, it must be the saddest thing, but you've done a lot of this, unfortunately. Can you, you tell us about your last couple of weeks here? Yeah, no, we were down in, down in Texas for the shooting, and it was one of the more profoundly sad things uh, that you ever cover is is obviously children who died uh, in the, in these situations. I think what made Texas so different, and what we're gonna what we've been trying to delve into uh, on the show uh, the end of last week, and particularly this week, is how preventable it was at every turn, uh, and also how the school did everything right. You know, they had active shooter drills. They had locked doors. They had spent millions in security. They had trained the local SWAT team. All the things that are supposed to keep and make school shootings a lot harder, they did, and it still didn't work, which, you know, is tragic and scary until you think about it, and then it's terrifying for teachers and for students and especially for parents around the country because so many other schools have done everything right. They have locked doors. They have one way in and out. They have trained school resource officers. They have a trained SWAT team. And parents need to really think to themselves, hey, look, if it can happen in Uvalde, uh, it could happen anywhere. Yeah, and it seems to be happening constantly. When Columbine happened, and you know we're going back a ways now, it was shocking. It was unbelievable because you know here a school shooting, you got to begin, and there was a national day of mourning and everything else. Ever since Columbine, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm missing the what what the turning point of this tragic trend is, but I don't remember this stuff happening on a regular basis while we were kids. Do you have any theory on why it's more prominent now? Is it the, you know, never mind 24-hour news cycle, uh, we're in a minute-to-minute -minute news cycle now. Do you think it has something to do with that? Why are we seeing so many school shootings? It's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure I have the answer. I probably have a number of answers, which is, you know, you have a combination of uh, broken homes. You have a combination of uh, broken homes with uh, the ability of people to, of young men to find uh, a community and a, and a life online uh, that often revolves around violence. Um, you combine that with access to a variety of substances. Uh, combine that with poor parenting and lack of strong uh strong male figures in their household combined with uh, school systems that tend to allow weird kids to be weird kids and there's not really a discipline system uh, that that works for them uh, and then you have access to weapons and you put all that together and eventually you know one out of the thousand or one out of the ten thousand or one out of the hundred thousand that fit that mold um, and that profile go on to do something really horrible 
Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I just don't remember, you know, I don't remember it because it wasn't happening that much. And, you know, maybe things weren't going reported. But I mean, now it's just it's every day we could hear about a shooting. Leland, let me ask you about News Nation, which is just a wonderful outlet. It's got to be exciting watching it grow and growing together. And you're a big reason why. And, you know, so many people are tuning in to you. You always bring us great, great news, a great perspective with On Balance. Give us a little something on News Nation. And you're you're yeah. nice to ask. We, we launched a little more than a year ago, and the, the idea was to, to find a way to come back to uh, the news, which seems to have been lost in America, right? That we, uh, if, you, if you go to Fox, uh, everything Republicans do is okay, and Democrats are terrible. And if you go to MSNBC and CNN, everything that Republicans do is terrible, and January 6th uh, is is still uh, relived every day, and uh, President Biden is just getting a raw deal on inflation. So neither of those are are, are true. Um, the truth is is always somewhere in the middle, and that's where we tend to lie. And uh, typically, uh, the show will end up irritating just about everybody at different <laughs> times uh, during the show. Um, and my boss will call and go, "Well, I really like these two segments, and I really didn't like those other two. Like, well, that, then we're probably doing the right." We're do- doing it right. So uh, it's not a safe space for anybody or for any of you. And, and no matter who you are, uh, you come on and you're going to get challenged. You know, we did a, did a big piece last night on the problem uh, that President Biden is having, being undercut by his own advisors um, and the, the failures they're having. Uh, and at the same time, we did a big piece uh, later in the show about how Republicans risk uh, losing their chance at a majority in the Senate because of all of Herschel Walker's problems in uh in Georgia. So uh, nobody is going to have um, an easy time coming on. Uh, we'll make an exception for you if you can join us. Um, but the the concept is, is to, to give people uh, the news. Bi- bias isn't having an opinion. Anybody tells you they're unbiased is lying. Um, bias is excluding an opinion, and we don't exclude any opinions. Uh you know, we're, we, it sounds uh, a little, you know, like a tagline, but we're news for all America. And in, back in the day, when you watched the news, you didn't always agree with it. You know, you, they didn't always tell you what you wanted to hear and reinforce all your opinions. They told you what was happening, and then you got to form your opinions, which is, which is the plan here. You know, what's interesting is if somebody asked me about News Nation and you, Leland, that's basically what I would say as well. You're doing a terrific job. Congrats on your whole career, but especially this last year. It's been just absolutely wonderful watching the growth of News Nation. And you, can you give us a website, a social media site, anything? So it's news, news, news Nation Now, NewsNationNow.com. Uh, looking forward uh, to you all following me. On Twitter, uh, at Leland Vittert, or on Instagram, at Leland Vittert, and you kind of follow along with the show. You might, on uh, Twitter, you'll get more of the show, and on Instagram, you'll get more of my black lab named Dutch. <laughs> and uh, depending on where you're watching uh, in New York, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of different places. Uh, we're on Hulu, we're on uh, YouTube TV, uh, obviously on DirecTV, Dish Channel 239, DirecTV 307. Um, and then uh, all the cable networks uh, as well. So uh, give, give us a try. Um, send all the compliments uh, my way. And Frank, they're going to send all the complaints your way. <laughs> Leland, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Leland Vittert, everyone. Just really wonderful coverage. Uh, again, balance. You know, I'll watch Fox and I'll watch CNN, uh, MSNBC. I, I'll watch just to hear what the different extremes are saying, you know, what the different sides are saying, you know, you want to hear what the right is saying, what's coming out from the left. 
I guess if you want to hear the middle of the road, News Nation is a place to go. You know, I know when I was over in the Ukraine, I was trying to get any kind of coverage that would be, you know, fair. You know, and I was listening to it, the BBC, and they were giving, I thought, a very good take on what was going on over there. And uh, so I started listening to the BBC, you know, when I had a minute or when I had access to it and I had any kind of coverage area, I would put on the BBC because everything else here that I was watching, if I was watching something from America, it would give me a completely different reality than what I was seeing in person. So I think the BBC was where I went to. That was kind of a go-to. What they're trying to do with News Nation is exactly what he said. It's it's not the right, it's not the left, and it's you know kind of takes a little bit from both. And I'll agree with them on that one for sure. Uh, Leland Vittert has been our very special guest, and he's an anchor and he's a host and a uh, national correspondent. And he's been all over the place. He's been on CNN and Fox, and he's run the gamut of the different sides to the media coverage. And to me, it's just interesting to watch a guy's career and how it developed. And he's really had a terrific, wonderful career, Leland Vitter has. And, you know, he's tied to News Nation. And when you think of News Nation, he's one of the faces of the franchise there. And it's a good watch, especially if you're newsy and you want to check things out. Check out News Nation. Leland Vittert has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.